Hello and welcome to the Fit for Life podcast with your host, Alan Fitton. In this podcast, I will be covering fitness-related subjects and my experiences to do with nutrition, building muscle and weight loss, to name a few, and how, above all, to keep fit for life. Top of the morning to you. Welcome to episode five of my podcast, uh, Fit for Life. Welcome. Hello. How have I been? How was the weekend? Are you well? Are you okay? You can't respond. This is rather embarrassing. So anyway, episode five. Um, this is going to be about today. Um, I'm going to base this, this uh, giving it the title, The Obesity uh, Pandemic. And I want to talk about obesity, um, the reasons why um, we're in obesity pandemic, and the reasons why we are going into nutrition, going into exercise. Uh, let's move myself down a little bit here. There we go. Um, and then also solutions and things I should think we should be doing more so to help us um, get out of the pandemic, um, to help us in the future. Probably going quite in depth, really. Um, so yet again, uh, thank you so much for the positivity from my previous podcast. Um, I had like 130 downloads last month. Incredible. Uh, if you're one of those people, thank you so much. Truly, truly appreciate it and humbled by the, down the bottom of my heart. And I've had some awesome reviews um, on the podcast as well after asking you to from the previous one. So thank you. Just keep it coming. If you haven't already reviewed, drop a review on the podcast on Spotify um, and on my YouTube channel. If you're on my YouTube channel, hello. Nice to meet you. Uh, and yeah, just out, out there and thank you again, once again. Very much humbled and appreciate the positive response. So... On today's podcast, we are chatting about the obesity pandemic. Um, I have some statistics here to share with you as well. So we are in an obesity pandemic, um, and it tends to increase um, as the age demographics increase over time. So um, percentages, let's, let's get the boring bits out of the way first, the digits, the numbers, the, the scientific statistics, bullshit. Um, but so they say from ages 45 to 74, um, three quarters of people tend to be overweight or obese. So from the age of 45 kind of upwards, three quarters of the population tend to be overweight or obese, which is quite big if I'm honest. Um, but I've got some statistics on the, uh, on the, the website here from the Gov um, website. And so it, it tends to be 16 to 24, 56% of people are deemed as being normal. Um, a small percentage being underweight and then overweight 24%, obese 13%. 25 to 34, this is when things start to increase dramatically. So 42% of people are deemed as being normal. Uh, the percentage of underweight has gotten smaller. I think it's actually a little bit bang out of order that they don't put a percentage on um, the underweight people. Actually, it could be there. I just not have <laughs> figured it out with a calculator. But they're not, they're, they're, they're not showing that on the Gov website, which I think is a bit um, rubbish because it's just fixating on people that are normal and overweight. Um, but anyway, um, so as I said, 25 to 34, the normal percentage is 42. So it's gone from 56% down to 42 people being normal weight um overweight has increased from 24 to 35 percent obese from 30 percent to 23 percent and then the age octave goes to 35 to 44 and again the normal comes down to 34 percent overweight goes from 35 to 34 actually so so overweight seems pretty much the same um but obese goes from 23 percent to 30 percent 
Um, and then obviously the statistic that I shared at the beginning from 45 to 54 years old, um, normal comes from 34% down to 27%. Overweight goes from 34% to 40%. And obese goes to thir- from 30 to 33%. Um, and then from 54 and above up to 75, the statistics stay pretty much the same. So a big, you know, there's quite a big jump really from 24 um to 25 to into the 30s that's where kind of the, the big octave changes and then obviously that that progresses from from 25 to 35 and goes further um and gets worse in retrospect as, as we get older more probably because as as we get older we get a bit more inactive a bit more comfortable when we're in a relationship and thus forth uh, and moving a little less so that's the boring bit out of the way that's the percentages um but obviously you know a lot of people struggle with weight loss and weight gain um, as we get older. And, you know, th- there's different reasons as to the reason why this is, obviously. Um, nutritionally, to start off with, obviously, it all comes down to a person's education in retrospect. And there isn't enough done in the education sector. And there isn't enough kind of jumped into, you know, the amount we, we learn at school about nutrition about how important it is to exercise, although we are forced to in school doing PE and thus forth, there isn't enough pressure and, and you know things put on us to say what we should be eating, and that should be that should be used in school in retrospect with because you get school dinners, can't you? So why they're not using that as a education point within the lessons and converting that to then this is what we should be eating. Go into your canteen. This is an example of the food you should be eating day by day, and leading by example. It may be more costly, but you know, on the on the grand scheme of things, in the future, it's going to cost the government less because, therefore, the further that our children are, and the, and the further they are as they grow up, the less strain that is on our national health care system. You know, but we'll jump into that more so in the future. Um, but anyway, nutritionally, the reasons why we are in obesity pandemic, um, you know, our current crisis is in the fact that you know retail struggling, um, you know, finances and the economy isn't exactly booming at the moment and businesses are struggling. And the one thing that is kind of continuing to do well is takeouts and restaurants. Um, that's one thing that isn't struggling in this industry and because that's where a lot of people want to put the money into socializing and eating out together. Takeouts, ready meals, chocolate, sugar, etc. Um, and, you know, we don't live like we used to probably 15, 20 years ago. Um, so I'm just going to wet my whistle. Last podcast, I did the entirety, didn't even have a sip of my coffee, and it was lukewarm AF. Was not a vibe. Um, but yeah, as I was saying anyway, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought because I focused on coffee. <laughs> as I was saying, we don't, as you know, 15, 20 years ago, we used to eat treaty foods and takeouts more so in moderation. Now, for an awful lot of families, it's just seemed as normality. There's families out there that are ordering. Um, takeouts more than once a week. There's families out there that are eating out more than once a week. There's, you know, because of the cost of chocolate and thus forth that has come down marginally over the years. Um, it's more ready and open to having a cupboard full of chocolate at home, a treat cupboard, biscuits, and all these foods that were considered to be eating a treat if we ate our dinner. You know, when I was younger, my parents would say to me, if you don't eat all your dinner, you're not getting a chocolate bar, you're not getting a treat afterwards, you know, you're not getting dessert. I'm not a big, a big dessert person anyway. Don't get me wrong, who doesn't like sweet stuff, right? But equally within that, I wouldn't get dessert if I hadn't eaten all my dinner. Um, 
And yeah, so things are ready, more readily available more than ever now. You know, there isn't any more just one takeout or one or two takeouts in my town where they're everywhere. There's literally a selection of like, I think even 30 or more takeouts that we have here. There's still pubs open. There's restaurants to eat, eat out in. There's, there's so much... There's so many things readily available now that we can just get at the edge of, end of our fingertips. We've got a spa down the road. Next to that, I've got a, te- a small Tesco. Next to that, there's an Audi. There's a I've got a um, a petrol station down down the down the other way. Um, that's open 24 hours. I can get like a chocolate bar or an energy drink, anything that I want. At ridiculous o'clock in the morning. I can go on to a justy app on my phone and get someone to to go and get it for me and collect it and drop it off at my house. You can get food so darn easily now, as long as you've got the pennies to chuck at it. And as I said, you know, sadly, you know, things like fruit and vegetables and the healthier food and the especially meat at the moment, you know, you know, I think supermarket prices has gone up exponentially anyway. Um, and we're all feeling, you know, the, the pinch of the of the wallet. Um, and you know, healthier foods are expensive at the moment, and you could be having the argument at the moment that. It could be, it is cheaper to buy frozen ready meals and different stuff, stuff like that. Foods aren't probably so good for you because it's less cost effective on the pocket. So, you know, what I'm trying to say here is that all the things that weren't that readily available 20 years ago is at the edge of our fingertips now. And because it's there, we buy it. You know, it's cheap, it's readily available. And these things aren't seen as a, as a treat anymore because we can just get it if and when we want. We can all afford to, to go and get a takeout more than once a week. We can afford to get chocolate and whatever we want. And we're not really living in a life of balance anymore. And that and that's why, you know, 20 to 30 years ago, we were more so in balance. We ate at home more. We cooked more. Now we don't cook as often. Um, it's more easy and convenient to get something on the go, something readily prepared, something easier, take out or something, and we're just getting fucking lazy. That, that, that's that's the be and end all of it. Um, bigger kind of conversation topic than what I want to cover here, but for some unknown reason, which I don't really get, for us to progress in life and to us to as humanity evolve, it means that we need to get lazier. It means that things need to become easier to us. We don't need to cook anymore. We don't need to leave the house anymore. We don't need to do fuck all. I always compare us to uh, that movie Disney. Is it Disney or Pixar? Sorry, I'll be upset some people with that. But Wally, you know, when all those people in those um, those chairs that hover, uh, everything's at our fingertips, and everyone in the chairs are as obese because they don't need to do anything anymore. For some reason, for us to progress in life, that's the way we need to be. We need to be doing less apparently to life for, for life to be better. We need to be getting lazier. I don't really understand. And it's our schooling systems that should be dictating to us and saying that it's not okay to be lazy. We should be doing things, but you know, technology to make life easier. We've got light bulbs that we can lights can switch on and off with our phones. We don't need to get off our ass from the sofa anymore to turn the lights off or to t- turn the sw- switch the TV off or what? You know, what is the future? We can have a chair downstairs that literally elevates us upstairs and slides us into our bed. Is that our future? It may be easier for us and it may be nice, but do we need it? This is the question we're going to be asking ourselves here. Um, do we need a light that we can touch on with our phone? Can we get off our arse and switch it off with our fingertips? Do we need someone to deliver the food to our house? Can we not walk down the road with the chibi to get it to bring it back? You know, these are the life choices that you are given with day to day. And you have a you have a choice, I think, is the biggest thing here. But I'm getting off topic and it's very easy for me to get off topic. But anyway, so nutritionally, things are much easier for us to grasp that are not as healthy for us and the things that we should be having in a balanced diet. Um, and we've lost our way somewhere. We aren't eating these foods in balance anymore. We're, having, we're over-consuming these sugary foods. We're over-consuming 
takeouts were over consuming the foods that should be you know you look on the back of any packet it will say to be eaten in a balanced diet a balanced diet and the majority of people that are bigger are not eating the balanced diet because you know your body will reflect what you consume and if we put weight on yes there's some people that have medical issues and genetic issues that will make it a little bit harder for them but the body will show you know what you're doing whether you're either not exercising enough whether you're you're abusing and eating too much food you know your body's going to show it within weight gain or, or whatever or if you're not eating enough the other side of the coin your body's going to show it too um and it's down to you to obviously change and adapt that and as i said it's not all of our faults you know through schooling etc we should be educated more within these these things you know these are the the ways of life i think you know schooling there should be much more done there to educate us and give us more knowledge and power um but yeah so nutritionally we're not living it we're not balanced anymore and that's an issue um that's something that obviously needs to change in the future exercise as what i've said other, other things that i've just said you know that exercise i don't mean just going to the gym and doing weight training i know the past two podcasts have been about going to the gym or lifting weights and stuff and how much that benefits the body and, and us as a whole but i'm talking about walking like over covid I, I i had quite a few clients um and you know i program everything for my, my online clients i don't just do i don't just give them a training plan i don't just give them a nutrition plan and just say crack on i implement like daily tasks for them to be doing like getting some steps in making sure they're looking after themselves make sure they're taking mindful and uh, looking after the mental health sleeping enough all the all, you know i might I'm a, i am a qualified life coach so one of the big things i say for a lot of people is step counts not only for obviously burning calories and moving more but also for to take you know time out the day for themselves a, a mental switch off from the work a, a half hour walk you know over covid a lot of us were confined and locked indoors i'm telling my clients to get out for a half hour walk nine out of ten of them each week would say to me my god i love those walks helen and majority of them are still doing that now day to day because th- they found that not only it got them moving and made them feel better from moving but also gave them um, like mental clarity and headspace and allowed them to switch off from the world whether they went on a walk and listened to a podcast or their favorite music or just listened to nothing and just switched off from life gave people mental clarity and a lot of people aren't walking enough now because we have cars we have scooters uh, as i said we got things on our doorstep i got stuff just down the road here and even stuff down the road even myself sometimes is um, i sit here and it's easier for me to to hop in the car and just run to audio tesco when actual fact it's only a five or ten minute walk down the road so nine times out of ten give myself a kick up the arse alan get your fucking backpack on get your trainers on and fucking walk down and walk back stop being so lazy and you know yes the easier thing is for me to hop in the car but it's just laziness and we, we shouldn't be advocating that to ourselves and to our families and that that is okay you know we should be walking we should be getting on a bike if and when we can i know it's getting winter time now but we should be focused on getting x amount of daily steps in a day um because that transfers into health and wellness for your later life you know the, the more we move the more like cardiovascular activity we do through walking running cycling whatever it is the longer we're going to live you know science shows that the more you do like 150 minutes activity a week um in cardiovascular activity then you're going to live longer it's proven so we should be doing that, whether that is, you know, any of the things I mentioned before, going for a run, going for a walk, going for a cycle, no matter what it is. But getting that in week on week should be a priority for all of us. Um, and we're not doing enough. And as I said, as we evolve as humanity and for technology, we just want to make our lives easier and just do less. You know, like, what's this? A phone. We're on our phones, scrolling TikTok, scrolling the gram on our Facebook, sat on our arse at night, instead of, you know, going to play 
badminton instead of going to for a cycle, going to go and play tennis with a friend, play five-a-side football, going for a walk. These are the, th- the things that we should be doing to look after ourselves because exercise is freaking important. And you know, the less active we are, the less that that has an impact on our kids and our children. Um, you know, kids and children are now sat on phones. Kids and children are sat on the iPads, playing the laptop, playing games. The minute they get in school, when I was young, you're getting getting from school, you'd be on your bike, go and meet your friends down down the road, and you'd be going on for like two or three hours on your bikes every night, going for cycles, and you know, that's activity, that's exercise, that's movement. Um, as I got older, obviously. As if you listen to my first podcast, I was a bigger person. I started to put weight on probably from the age of 11 to 12 because I didn't move an awful lot um, as much as what I should have been doing, eating the wrong things, etc. But I'm going to go more into that specifically, my feelings, how I felt through all of that and the effects in another episode. Um, but here, what we're talking about, you know, exercise, we should be freaking moving. Um, and it isn't okay that technology, you know, makes life easier for us to be lazy. We're still given choices, although it is nice to have things that make life, our life easier. And, you know, a lot of people are very busy, but we should still be prioritizing on the basics, on getting a walk in, doing a bit of movement, a bit of cardiovascular activity each week. And that will help you retain good health and to live a longer period of time, which is what we all want. We all want to have as much time on this earth as possible, end of the day. And that is one thing that is, you know, dictated to us and... Yes, you know, from just being fit and healthy and lean and not putting weight on, etc., doesn't individually mean that you are going to live forever. But equally, by looking after ourselves and looking after how we eat and how we exercise and how we move, will mean that you are doing what you can to live a long, prosperous life. You know, you don't know what illness or ailment could come. It come to you around the corner. But as long as you're doing everything you can that's in your power to look after yourself, so you do live long, healthy life. Then, fucking terrific. That's what we should all be doing. So yes, so with exercise, we should be moving more, we should be walking, we should be getting movement in, something that we enjoy doing and that we can keep doing consistently, um, not allowing technology and things to stop us from moving, relying on just eat, relying on sitting on our phones for hours, going on a tablet, just sat on our arses watching TV, let's get active, let's get moving, the more we do that, the more it's going to obviously uh, improve our lives. So we'll move into now, uh, solutions, so I think a big thing that should be done is more should be done in schools. Um, yes, in school we have like science and biology and some of the, the subjects covered briefly, um, but not enough is done about it. As I said before, you know, school dinners and such forth, we should be taught in our schools more so how to fit live a fit and healthy life, how we should be nutritionally uh, fueling the body so we're fit and healthy and how that can impact us in the future. Um, more should be done about that. Um, I know that my education was very limited on the subject. Um, but like amongst anything else that we learn, how we fuel us effects on how we blossom and grow and how we develop as, as, as individuals and human beings. Um, what we're putting here will depend on how, you know, how you blossom and, you know, improve later in life. It's a big, important thing. That's, that's where life starts from what we eat um, and how we move and how we look after, after the body because th- these are our vessels. So schools, more, more should be done to make us understand that. And, that, that, and that's a starting point for, for anyone, you know, our kids, our children. If they learn the basics and that they need to know in school, then they're going to take the information at home and, and branch it off to the rest of the family and the parents. But no, I want to be eating this. I want to have more fruit in my diet. I want to be eating lean sources of protein. I want to be all this information that we could be absorbing. We're not being given. Um, and that's from the get-go. 
and that impacts everything. Um, my next one that I've got down here is NHS. Um, obviously, our National Health Service, the more that we are not fit and not healthy, the more that impacts our, our National Health Service. You know, if we are bigger and overweight and obese, then that increases our chance of getting serious ailments, diabetes, heart disease, cardiovascular disease, all these things that impact us um, because of how we don't look after ourselves, then that impacts our National Health Service because we're going to be more prone to be in the hospital with more, more issues and disorders. Um, the more that we look after ourselves and the fitter that we are, the less impact that has on our, our NHS. And now, you know, life insurance and health insurance, I think, is amazing because, yes, it costs money, but there's a company called Vitality, right? And you can get an Apple Watch from them. And yes, you have to pay X amount a month, but they reward you. If you do like X amount of steps a day, if you do certain uh, activity in the gym or anything like that, they reward you with cash back and stuff like that. Why can't we have something like that in our national healthcare system? How amazing would that be? How amazing would it would be if our NHS um, gave a scheme to which you got yourself an Apple Watch and everyone had an account on like the NHS, whatever it may be, and you got rewarded. So if, if you did like 10K steps a day, you went to the gym two or three times a week or did some type of exercise two or three times a week, you ate well and you kept your BMI at a low rate that there may be like the, the government gave you like like 200 pound cash, the 200 pound like tax credits a year um, because of you being fit, healthy, looking after yourself because of the less amount of money that would cost the NHS because you're looking after yourself. Why don't we have something like that integrated in our NHS? That would legitimately be a game changer and take so much pressure off the NHS because it means that people will look, look after themselves more so. I know we should want to anyway for our own health, for our own um, wellness, and so we can live a long time. But genuinely, for an awful lot of people, that ain't enough. Ignorance is bliss, right? But if the, if the NHS and government put a system like that in play, which rewarded people to be fit and healthy because it took lesser and pressure and strain off our NHS, so therefore they weren't overrun. And it's going to cost them much more money from getting people in there a lot more frequently with weight-related issues that have caused disease and such forth like that. They saved them freaking millions if we could get something in place that rewarded us to be fitter, healthier, and put lesser impact on the NHS. Wouldn't that be freaking amazing? I think that'd be, for me, that's a game-changer. And that should be forwarded to the government to, to, to implement. Obviously, a lot easier for me to say here. I still haven't drank my fire enough of my coffee yet. Um, but yeah, a system that rewarded us for being fit and healthy. We shouldn't need it. You're quite right. But as society deems, you know, as I said, ignorance is bliss. And a lot of people just abuse the bodies and what they intake and what they eat and the lack of exercise. They think that there's going to be fine until... We have that meeting with a doctor and they say your blood pressure is high, your cholesterol is high, you've got an issue, you've got this. And it shouldn't it shouldn't have to get to that point. As I said, for some reason, after 20 minutes, my camera stops recording. I don't genuinely understand why. It is frustrating as hell. Um, anyway, if anyone knows how to stop that from happening, maybe I just need to look into the settings on my camera, actually. Uh, anyone knows how to stop that, please do let me know. Comment down below. Um, but anyway, yeah, as I was saying... Something like that integrated into our, our NHS would be a game changer and incredible. We shouldn't be having to outsource an exterior company like Vitality or something like that to be doing that for us. Oh, that's, it's an amazing thing that they do and they give awards and I know countless people that are with them and it's something that I'm thinking of doing myself, to be fair. I keep talking about it and not doing it, but um, regardless, 
that would give people that they kick up the arse for the majority of people need to look after their fitness and health more. And yes, they should want to do it themselves. But as I said, ignorance is bliss. And people, for some reason, like to ignore being bigger, um, ignore the things they're putting in the, in the mouth, the lack of exercise they do until they get that serious meeting with a doctor and they say to you, you know, you've got an issue here. Something has to change. And wouldn't it be amazing if we could do a step change before it got to that point, before it got that serious for us to improve, you know, ourselves and stay fit and healthy for a long time. That's my style of coaching. You know, I, I coach clients not for getting a transformation like majority of PTs do, like getting a six to 12 week transformation of going, oh, here's a before picture, here's an after picture. Yes, it's good to improve someone's fitness and health and to improve them and get them stronger, et cetera, et cetera. But knowledge is power. And I like to educate my clients on nutrition, on movement, um, doing enough, eating the right things, being consistent and giving them the tools that they need to to create the results, but then to sustain those results for the rest of their lives. Because of my own journey myself um, and where I've come from, I know that when I was younger, I couldn't afford a personal trainer. I couldn't afford to go and spend 30 pounds two or three times a week with a PT. I couldn't do it. Um, but if there's a service around that, that to which I offer my, with my online coaching, I'd have jumped into it both feet first because the amount of knowledge and, and you know experience and wisdom I'm gaining from a service like that, I think would have woken me up much sooner. And the results that I created you know, on my own were good. As I spoke in my first ever episode about what I did, you know, I, I changed my life. You know, I made drastic changes, but it would have been even better if I'd had the guidance of someone that had the knowledge that I had at that at that point in my life um you know so yeah i think we're going to pretty much wrap that up there so um so yeah so obesity pandemic we are in one um but as i said ignorance isn't bliss because end of the day you, you can't ignore your health you can ignore your the way you eat and by putting weight on and just being like, oh, i'll be fine i be fine and just you know it's kind of like it's almost like a level of self-sabotage isn't it um just ignoring your body fat and when clothes are getting bigger and you feeling unfit and unhealthy um and you know the the, the statistics i've shared with you here don't lie this was done in 2022 um and you know it's pretty scary but there's definitely a benchmark from you know 24 and we hit up into 30s then you know things get quite serious and then it increases further in our 40s and it stays there um, and sadly, keeping a bigger body fat percentage as you get older does limit your time on this planet and does mean that you're going to get cardiovascular disease, diabetes, heart disease, have a stroke, have a heart attack. Um, and all these things will limit your, your time on this earth. And the one thing that is most precious of all on this planet is time. So if you've got a way of increasing the amount of time you have on this earth from some healthy habits and you know routines that you follow day by day in your life, then we should be fucking doing it because we all want to live as long as we can. You know, life is precious. Um, and yeah, so thank you for listening. This was podcast number five, the obesity pandemic. Let me know your thoughts down below if there's anything that you've enjoyed, anything that you think I've left off or that I can jump more into specifically. Um, but again, thank you for uh, listening. I do really, truly appreciate it. Again, let me know um, if there's any subjects you want to, me to cover in future podcasts. I do have an array of lists that I'm going working through. I do want to get a few guests on here too. I've got some awesome uh, people in mind that I want to hop on here with and have a good cheeky chat with, um, people that would be very motivating and 
inspirational to a lot of you. Um, and yeah, I hope you're having a great day. I uh, hope you have a great week ahead. Let's smash some goals. Let's be motivational. Let's be inspirational. Let's crush something this week. Uh, again, as I said, for my online coaching that I spoke about previously at Coach by Allen on Instagram, um, this podcast at the Fit for Life podcast on Instagram, on YouTube, on all of the other uh, audio services for listening to this and above. Um, and yeah, that's number five, boxed out. And that is a lap. <laughs>